Welcome. You are now tuned into the Textually Active Podcast. everybody welcome back to another episode of textually active your weekly dose of conversations about navigating the digital age while dealing with friendships relationships and all the ships in between i'm rez and i got measy with me i'll beat your ass and he is on the boards hey i'll beat your ass hey is everything okay you guys doing all right nah bro ass need to be beat why because bro i just thought that was a new move okay just trigger, just whooping ass for no reason. Boost the ass. Okay. While getting JD Chris drunk. Okay. All right. Um, I was trying to do something in addition. I couldn't find it. If Jadakus is in a mood, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, don't I, don't I don't understand. <laughs> he did like the um, Mary J. Blige. Or no, that was Little Kim when she did the airplane. I guess it's a New York thing when you just put your arms out and move to the side. My favorite part you was. You from New York so bad. Do I, or am I excited to be from Delaware? Yeah, she's pretty Delaware proud, bro. Nah. Mm. She always talking about New Yorkers. No, I'm Delaware happy. Okay. <laughs> Is there a problem, guys? I think <laughs> he wants me to be from New York. I don't, I don't know. I don't why? know why that was. A, oh no. What bro? What borough would you be from if you was from New York? Is there a bear, New York? Didn't think so. <laughs> How you guys feeling today? Good, good, good. Not as corny as that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, bro. I just woke up, didn't wash my ass, straight out, straight out the bed to the lab. You know how it go. I know how you do it. That's how you do it. That's, yeah, bro. that's how you do it. You know what I'm saying? How you feeling? I'm good. I'm really, really good. Um, busy as hell, but ready to go. I had to come up today. You out here still getting oh, lit? No, I'm not. I'm not putting a whole tea on it. But I, don't you love it when you when you don't go to self checkout and you still get the self checkout discounts? That little move when you put it underneath your cart and it actually work? Nah, I just steal it. Okay. Just open it up in the store and then pay. Uh, and then just don't pay for it. You already snow. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You already snow. I ate a whole, I ate a whole spicy chicken sandwich at Walmart the other day. You know, I was having this conversation with somebody today after I told him about my come up. I was like, you know, it's not so much stealing because you don't have it. It's stealing so that you can save. Stealing is a way to continue to keep the wealth within your family. What kind of hood-ass Robin Hood are you? What do you mean? <laughs> you stealing to, stealing to make sure your family is straight? <laughs> to make sure you still have the money in the account. It's not that you don't have it. You just wanted to kind of use it for something else. Make it last a little longer. Oh, what? Food? What, <laughs> what do you tell yourself when you get something for free? I hit a lick. Okay. Do do you say anything to make yourself feel better? Like this is for all the shit my ancestors went through. This oh, is for the oh, tray. Oh, you're one of those. Where's your kente cloth? Oh, <laughs> who? Are your eyes gonna start glowing red? Like, Mine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, are you, you hot up? Because sometimes I'll just be like, it, when when God gives me a blessing, who am I to say no? Who am I to say no? Like, why would I send that back? You know. So, how often do you get these blessings? Um, not very often. Sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, how much cash you got in your wallet? Because you might want to check, and make sure it's still there, fam. You know, you see, remember when we walked into the building, my my wallet fell out. That was Rez using their brain power, like Mister right. <laughs> Professor X, <laughs> right. trying to make sure I get my ends. Yeah, I, I thought you were supposed to scam people you're not trying to marry, but it's cool. Uh, okay. City girl, what did the city girls teach you? I mean, yeah, 
You got the bangles on. If his ass a rich nigga, better fuck him till he ain't. <laughs> I ain't gonna take you that long for me. <laughs> Turn into a scammer. <laughs> I missed it. So. You know my favorite line? Pussy pink, breast cancer. That is... Just kidding. Probably. That was terrible. That was, that was a terrible line. Anyway, so uh, speaking of problematic and terrible. That would not disrespect the, the queens. Who? The, the city girls. Young Miami. Jerisha. Carisha uh, like and Jatavia would not be disrespected on this platform. I don't like that. I don't like that. So um, the we're off to a good start today. I brought you guys here to talk about something that is a hot topic in the streets, especially during this time with COVID-19. There's been a lot of stuff going around with people saying, if you're not using this time to better yourself, then you're doing it wrong. If you're not at home working on a, a craft, you're doing it wrong. If you don't have two hustles, you're doing it wrong. So this week, <laughs> I'd like to talk about entrepreneurship. Okay. <laughs> burr, 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 burr. So what does it mean to be an entrepreneur? Let's talk about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, I probably I probably want to swing this to you uh-huh. as as the as the uh, the, resident entrepreneur. <laughs> the resident entrepreneur in the room, the entrepreneurial correspondent. Right. Okay. Uh, coming to you live from uh, the Open Media Lab. Um, Flex. Basically, <laughs> the the definition is basically a person who takes on abnormal risk for for a capital gain. Okay. Basically, like that's in my own words. Right, so you're basically willing to take a risk that no, that basically most people would not do in order to essentially hit a lick. Mm. Hit a lick. Okay. Mm. I think it's um, anything that has to do with doing something on your own and building something, creating it from the ground up on your own and making money from it and just treating it like a business. You are essentially the CEO of whatever you created. Mm. That's what I think a, a entrepreneur is. I just thought it was just motherfuckers that work for themselves, bro. Basically, like, like I, 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 I mean, it has a wide like thing for me. I guess it's like a whole like it's all different types of entrepreneurs. So I don't know, but I'm excited to delve into this topic because I have some opinions. It's definitely a wide range of what an entrepreneur is because. Technically, I feel like we could be classified as entrepreneurs because we have this podcast, which is technically a business, which is something that we do on the side outside of the job that I don't have, but the job that you have. It's a service. And yes, it's a service. So we kind of work on this together. And I think that will classify as an entrepreneurship journey. I thought niggas had to make money. We- no, no. Because no? most uh, people, most people who start a business, they... Um, probably are in the red probably for the first couple of years, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, cash out. Easy. So, I mean, <laughs> technically, yes. I mean, if you guys never did, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, R&B 143, you know, plug, 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 plug. Um, technically, this would still be a hobby, mm. right? Because you guys never really necessarily made money off of this. Also, we party promoters, too. Mm-hmm. My uh my fake resume looks way better than my actual resume. Party promoter, media personality. I dabble in Photoshop now, so I might be a graphic designer. What what why why would you call it fake resume? Because I don't actually do none of that shit. I just for, for a living, basically. Yeah, like I just figured out how to do some shit and made it. I'm a cultural curator. You know what I'm saying? That that might be made up. 
<laughs> cultural court. No, not, I'm not saying no. I'm not that's saying, fucked up. No, time out. Time I out. create the vibes, bro. No time. Don't yes jewels me. Okay, yes. Yeah, <laughs> say definitely yes jewels vibes. Oh. No, the thing. The thing is, I'm not saying the fact that you don't do that. I'm just saying the fact of what it, what you call it that fills me. <laughs> you know that that's just like all right. Let me uh like I'm I am like the curator of the vibes. Like right. it's like really all right. Damn, bro. So you're a host basically. No, bro. <laughs> Host, curator. host, do not do what I do. I set the ambiance. I make people feel good. Host just get to, you know, say, take credit for shit that they ain't really probably didn't do. Okay. Okay. Talk, talk, talk about You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, I manage. You know what I'm saying? I make jewelry on the side. I mean, I designed jewelry. I didn't make it, but I designed it. You designed it. Fire. You do a lot. You have a lot of skills. I wouldn't call it something that you don't put on your resume. I think we got so accustomed to when we create our resume, doing it to work for somebody else's business in a field that we don't necessarily want to work on, especially me coming from working jobs for the past two, three years that really, eh, it was just something to do so I could get through school. So creating a resume with all of the talent that you actually have to put towards your own business is like real stuff. Like everything that you just listed is a skill that you have. And even though you may not do it as well as somebody who went to school for it or has been doing it for 20 years, you still have that experience and you're able to execute it. And I feel like um, when you're working for yourself, it gives you a little bit more of a drive because if you don't do it, it won't get done. So do that mean I could apply for a social media Media manager? Because yeah. I've been running my page for like 10 years, bro. Actually, so, I mean, good, yeah. So, I mean... That's funny experience. Thing, so, funny thing is uh, my... You know, I was a business marketing major in undergrad. Flex. And basically, my market... The marketing professor who was like leading that whole department basically said, hey, you know, Facebook is just out. This thing called Instagram is coming up. It was like, literally, all you have to do is whenever these new platforms come out, sign up for our account, create, you know, put your picture in and all that stuff, create a profile... And then you can put on your on your resume that you are proficient in social media. Oh, uh, no. I'm out here then. I got tons of experience. But the thing is, I, but to kind of go back to when you were saying the whole fake resume thing, I just think it necessarily, not to say, say fake resume, but it's just more about what skills are necessary for the job that you have. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because, mm-hmm. you know, if you, you, if you applied for... Uh, you know, something that was dealing with marketing, like you might not say your current job that you're at. You might you might put it there just to show that you weren't just doing nothing for the last couple of years. But the fact that all of the you know the curating things, like all these things, like the the cultural you know the cultural commentating and stuff like that, like those are things that are just relevant for the time, relevant for that position. That's hard. And you know, I, I always kind of push people like you know you got to build up that tool belt of like you know um of transferable skills that you have, right? Those things that you can, you might learn while trying to do a, uh, an event like R&B 143 and how you can use that to your advantage to say, hey, I know how to do this. That's what's up, bro. I be trying to figure out a way to get rid of the term creative, though. Creative does seem like it's been used a lot within the past few years. I feel like it's expanded, though, because I feel like in the past, it was literally someone who, essentially drew who wrote you know who did like creative writing who you know what i'm saying like you literally just kind of like took something from nothing you know out of your head and you put it on paper but now it's kind of like if you are innovating anything they kind of consider you a creative like 
Which is you disrespectful. Know me, like, like, you know, I don't, I don't draw. I don't do any of this stuff, but I'm considered a creative, and it blows my mind. I don't like it. It's kind of disrespectful to the people who do it. Like, just because I came up with a good idea, and it worked out. I don't really think it's like creative of me. Just but an I feel idea like you is, be creative. yeah, an idea is something that you create from your brain. Just as just because it's not something that you actually draw or paint or um, take pictures of, it's still like some, a thought that you had, an idea that somebody else didn't have that you were able to execute. Mm. So, how do you guys feel about the pressure that comes with society telling us? as black people that we need to have some type of side hustle. Do you feel pressure to do those things? Do you, do you, where do you stand in the argument against nine to fivers and entrepreneurs? Cause recently we've heard B Simone say things about not wanting to date men who aren't entrepreneurs or saying that um, if you're an entrepreneur, you should date an entrepreneur and her whole spill about what it means to be an entrepreneur and compared to working a nine to five, because apparently people who work a nine to five don't get paid. She was just using entrepreneur as a, a synonym, bro. She wanted to say drug dealer. Okay. <laughs> Rapper. That's how you feel. Drug that's dealer. That's how she was going. Like basically, someone who, basically who don't have to clock in. <laughs> like that's it. Right. Basically, like if she asked for it. It's there. Yeah, like basically. Nigga, so she didn't want to sound like a city girl when she said. See what I'm saying? Like an entrepreneur. I want a drug dealer. She wanted to say, "I want an entrepreneur." Like. Basically, Don't yeah, wake basically, me basically, up. Basically, she wanted fast money. Who the fuck's up at 3 a.m. asking why the other person is up? Like, I don't care. You better keep fucking punching holes in that paper and leave me the fuck alone so I go back to sleep. Right. So, um, so I have like a weird type of piece about that. Like, I've never really bought into the narrative of like this whole nine to fiver versus entrepreneur thing. I feel like most of the people who do say like, "Yo, like, why are you working a nine to five? Like, most likely they ain't probably making anything. They probably ain't making no money. It's right. all cap. Right. And it's and it's literally just like like it has something to probably do with something like, hey, you notice most of those people who do that, a lot of them are in maybe in some type of MLM type of situation. What's MLM? So multi uh multi level marketing. Mm-hmm. All right. And it's not to say that there's anything wrong with that, but don't try to guilt somebody into put you know, pushing them into like to like sign up for something to put you on you know, so that they can be under you so you can move yourself up. Oh, got you. Like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> you said that, not me. Okay. I think there's I, there's a couple, there's a few MLMs out there that I think are pretty good. I'm just that it's not for me because that, like, it requires a certain level of of dedication, of dedication, salesmanship. And, right. That I'm just not willing to do. Riz, Riz, are you interested in making a thousand dollars? Not today. <laughs> Maybe next time. The funny thing is, uh, remember, wake up now. Right, I almost found the, the. I almost, I almost hit my lick off of that, um, because basically, you know, the whole thing was like you sign somebody up. Da da da. I'm like, so what happens if I just took the money to sign somebody else up and I just paid for it for like my friends, mm. right? And then I just made my money back. But then, like on top of that, what I realized is that they had, um, they were selling their stock. Like they had basically had penny stocks, and I found it at like twelve cents a stock. Mm. And I was like, all right, if I put in five hundred dollars, like, and it, and it, at one point it hit ten, hit ten dollars a share. I mean, I probably we probably wouldn't be in North Carolina to be honest. Damn, bro. But it was just like, I mean, but I was I was scared. I was I was a punk You ass. didn't take the the risk. I didn't take the risk. You didn't take the risk. I didn't take the started. risk. Nigga, your ass would have been in jail like Bernie Madoff. Yeah. 
<laughs> my stance on the whole um, entrepreneurship versus nine to five is that it's it it's a guilt trip, like you said. E. It makes people feel bad for not doing something that ultimately is a risk. Like some people enjoy the security of being able to go to work, clock in, know exactly what they have to do, be told what their duties are, and have a stable paycheck coming to them every month or every other week or every week, whatever it is. And they just enjoy that stability. And working a nine to five isn't as bad as people make it seem. Like, I do agree that the days, like Monday through Friday, you you don't got to go to work all them days. Like, you could (laughs) at least go to work three days and have the other ones off. So I think entrepreneurship has been painted to be like this easy thing where you wake up every day, you um, do whatever you want. You call out when you feel like it. You just got mad money to blow. You're the friend who is able to pay for everybody's drinks when you go out because you're an entrepreneur. You work for yourself. Who's getting all this money? That's that's who? illusion. Who? <laughs> Who's getting all this money? That's the illusion. What are you doing? <laughs> Who's getting all what this am I money? Doing wrong? That's the illusion that people paint for entrepreneurs. So when you see that and then you have somebody that's going to work or saying, oh, I got to be to work tomorrow. I can't stay up until 12 a.m., 3 a.m. with you guys. I got to go to work. And then you see the entrepreneur staying up until 3 a.m. What looks like they're hanging out when they're actually like talking business because that's the hours that they can do it with some people who do work. So I think it's just a mix up between what entrepreneurship is. Dayton E and watching him go from working a nine to five and like doing those two things at the same time, being an entrepreneur and working a nine to five to taking that leap. I understand that it's a lot more behind the scenes. And I've seen people come to him and say, well, you work for yourself. Like, isn't it a holiday? No, actually, I have to keep working through this holiday. Right. So it's just two different sides to it. Nobody ever like tells the truth, bro. Like so, these, I'm these. I'm I'm all I'm all here for it, bro. Yeah, like, like if 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 y'all have questions about it, please. The wild shit be like, bro, if uh nobody went to a nine to five, all the shit you need to keep your business going, nobody would make. <laughs> like nobody but, would but, make but, this if shit. If you think about it, if you think about it, I like I could just ask y'all like from when f- since October since I've been doing this full time, like like would you say that you've seen me more or less since then? Uh, I see you every day, so that don't really count for <laughs> you. And then I was about to say, I mean, uh, uh, let's say in a social a social setting, like where I'm just like you know I'm just able to just kick it and I'm able to just like you know let's just do this or I'm I've actually oh. Social pre corona. Well, I only seen you, yeah, pre corona, but I only see you in a work form. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the social always happens after the work. So, like, when once you clock out is when I would be see you socially. But I've seen you more like work related because you know we did the whole the whole law thing and then we started. You can see the the, if you're looking on the YouTube, you can see behind me fire still up here. The people are asking for the law, but yeah, it's cool. That's another story. Yeah, bro, that's social commentary. I ain't really feel it. All right, cool. But uh, but it's like you know, like I see you. Yeah, like look, he loves it. But I see you like more doing shit, and I I see you every time I see you. I commend you because you like do shit that I. You just randomly picked up, I guess. Like, well, not randomly, but you like took the time to pick up. Like, right? You can edit shit in videos and whatnot. Whatever it is that needs to be done, you didn't have to paint them. Like, you just learn how to do the shit, right? Which is a very commendable thing. And I think the part about entrepreneurship that people try to leave out 
it's a lot of failing that goes through there. Like, it's a lot of trial and error. Like, nigga, yeah. you don't just wake up one day and say, I'm about to start selling T-shirts, and then the T-shirts disappear. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got to and the money comes from where, nigga? You you were at a f- nine to five. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or it's still supplying your urge to do some shit. So I think, uh, I think it's just this weird false of, like, it always gives off, like, being an entrepreneur is better than a nine to five, which is cap. So what I, what I could definitely say is that Corona has exposed a lot of 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 false realities, right? <laughs> and one of the main things is that what I've kind of come to the realization over the last couple of months is that, like, the reason why I'm in the beginning when you asked me what an entrepreneurship entrepreneur was it was like a person who was willing to take the risk, right? That's just saying that like you can take risk with having a nine to five. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like in terms of just the monetary value, like basically you don't eat if you don't kill. Ooh. Right. And basically that's where the the main difference in entrepreneurship is, right? And the thing is like technically, like I I call myself employee number one of my business, right? Because most people like like my business is not me. I'm not in the business of selling me myself. I have a service that I am essentially yeah, selling you probably would have been a little bit more lucrative. That's fair, <laughs> Mister. I mean, I'm only fans accounts is <laughs> only pods. That's that what was that's what I was about to say because I was about to say COVID did teach me that some chicks out here was willing to work harder, not smarter. Like I they got all you. these boutiques selling lashes, doing all of these Lip nails. Off. You could have just got only fans and hit that come up. I feel like it's way easier to promote an early fans than it is uh, a lipstick, a lip, a lip gloss line. I'm not slut shaming, but have you seen some girls in the beginning of the quarantine and said, "I know she about to jump on that only fans as soon as she put that link up"? I'm there. All these have twerk videos, but you into, all uh, these twerk shits and y'all ain't got no only fans. I'm disgusted. Nah, I've seen I'm them disgusted. at the beginning, and I said, "You know what? This page is going to flip in a second. It's going to be fire." And as soon as it does flip. Subscribe. Sign me the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, bro. Yo, not, not the, that wasn't even a sound effect. You heard that. <laughs> you heard her type it in. That was her putting her credit card That's me putting in the card number. Uh, As if it's not already auto-saved. This is the email saying, uh, that's the email saying, that, oh, now you're now confirmed. Exactly, right. bro. No, but it's just, you know, it takes a lot to say that this is what I want to do and this is what I want to do seriously. I could never. For myself. I could never. I don't have the patience I mean, with myself. I mean, but I mean, but let's keep it. I'm, I'm gonna keep it hundred though. Like, like my situation and for me, like particular, like, and I think I, most people, you don't just walk into entrepreneurship. Like, you don't walk into just being in business for yourself. Well, right? unless like, you're I, probably like I, like I, I, I got, I got pushed out. No, like I got pushed out of of my role. Like I got downsized, and I was just like, all right, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it now. And then eight months later, I'm like, shit, like I'm, I'm, I'm looking pretty good. I'm not, I'm not in the, in the norm of like, I might, you know, like, like you took the jump on your own. You right. kind of got pushed out the window. Like, nigga, you going to swim or what? Right. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, all right, you know, at first, you know, and, and the thing is like, and when you kind of look at it, like I ain't gonna, I was down on myself for a couple of weeks because there's like this ego thing that says like. I knew I could have balled out in that position and I could have killed it. But like, y'all knew, like I was being kind of eaten up inside. Right. And it was just like, I've played the game. I played the rat race in my twenties and I was just like, yo, like if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it now. So was it something about working a nine to five that turned you off from it? Or 
Was it just a passion that you had in you that said that you should be an entrepreneur? Or did you find yourself like doing other shit and was like, I kind of like doing this more? Okay, so I can I can literally walk you down the path. So okay, what was the path? Grow, growing up, always wanted to, you know, when you say, oh, what do you want to do when, when you grow up? I always said I wanted to be an inventor, right? Mm. But not understanding what I was really saying back then. And then after, when I was in undergrad going for my master's degree, basically I was saying to myself like, oh, I didn't realize when I was younger, I kept saying I, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wanted to be someone who made stuff and sold it to people to help them out. Mm. Right. It wasn't just like, I, like you know, because most people think inventor, they're thinking patents and science and stuff like that. It wasn't that. It was just like I wanted to make something to help people to make money. Mm. Right. And basically in my and when I wrote, I made a decision in grad school that said every single job that I have is about giving me the skills that I need in order for me to survive outside as an entrepreneur. So me working at a, uh, you know, at a call center, like doing call center work, I know everybody probably like, damn, like everybody, everybody worked at the call center at one point in their life. Or, yeah, I did. Or Not you me. know somebody. Or you Not know me. somebody. Not me. Right. So it's usually retail or, or call center life. Right. Uh, some In some form, shape, or fashion. Sure. Right. But um, basically, like I already, already kind of knew that I wanted to take positions and places so that. I can learn the skills on somebody else's dime so that when it was time for me to do my own shit, if you know, like me becoming a uh, a project manager at a bank and understand how to do these certain certain things when I knew I wanted to create an app mm. and I knew I was going to have to manage the, 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 the I was going to have to manage the project on my own, mm. not necessarily building it on my own, but knowing like, OK, like how to take care of resources and, you know, play chess with it and stuff like that. And literally coming down here to winston at the role that was a finance role i realized like yo like i have to understand finance in order to run my own business so that's why i made a, a decision it was like yo like i need a finance role and i started looking for it and then once a lot of times when you do things like that and the money's good then the wool starts going over your eyes and you start you know you know what you know i'll start working on my project next time you know i'll do it tomorrow and then it becomes tomorrow and then next month next year all that stuff so you put it off until you didn't have a choice, but to I feel like you were working on it throughout the years, though. Yeah, I mean, of course, like I think the 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 story I always tell people is like the way I look at it is like when you're trying to learn how to swim, right? You go to the pool, right? You go to the pool. You, you Mizi, do you know how to swim? No. What? No. All right. Well, I'm. I'm maybe I'm one. Of, I'm one of the few blacks. It's like no. Nah, no, I know how to swim. I I probably would have drowned. But I also wouldn't be an oh, entrepreneur. Oh, so so that's, that's, do you know how to swim? I'm, I'm asking Jazz. She's behind the camera. Do you know how to swim? All right. So Meezy is the 25% in the room that doesn't know how to swim, which is, I feel like it's the polar opposite. It's all right. But basically it feels you like. You think this is not going to shame me for now? Nobody though. was shaming you. I've been oh, using. Oh, no, I think, I, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll get the kiddie pool. 2020 is. Nigga, what? No, I'm just saying. Like, it starts uh, making you think of like when you find out somebody doesn't know how to swim. It makes you think of all the times that you were together in a setting where they may have needed to swim and what they did. Like I automatically started thinking back to pool parties 2000 what 17 when 2018 yes. when we were all at the pool and it's I was foot, like, well, bro. what was Meezy yeah. doing during this time? On his tiptoes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm. Uh, don't don't play me, bro. <laughs> I'm five eleven. 
five twelve on a Don't good play day, me, bro. Yeah, like no. Nah, I'm good. I seen you. I seen you like climb on somebody's back in the pool. That's cool. No, Relax. guys, learn how to swim so you can be an entrepreneur. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, basically, the reason I equated to being learn how to swim is that you do different things where like you learn and you you start swimming and you are standing in three feet. And then you standing in four feet and then you start going to a place where you can, you know, maybe you're you're jumping and then you like you're tiptoeing and, you you know, you're still staying above water. And I was doing that by trying to help my nine to five and start my business at the same time, because that's what they kind of tell you to do. Right. And basically what wind up happening is that I got basically imagine you you're looking at the eight feet and then someone comes behind you and they push you into the pool. Right. And then you're like, you might be surprised. You might be like, you know, struggling. You're like, holy shit. Like, I'm I'm confused. What's happening? And then you realize, like, yo, like, I knew how to flow. I knew how to swim this whole time. Right. And then now that's where I'm kind of in that that space. Yeah. You got to try water. Right. Keep it afloat. Or you could swim back to shore. You got options. But I think it's better. No, I'm I'm, I'm, I ain't going back. A different a shore (laughs) can be a shore like. It doesn't have to be the nine to five shore. It could be the entrepreneurship I ain't island. Going back, <laughs> but what? what? I, I ain't going back. No, we ain't, ain't done. done yet. <laughs> we ain't done yet. I think we ain't done yet. What you think about being an entrepreneur? I think we ain't done yet. There it is. <laughs> it's all. I don't know, but it's like, can you like, like, what is what is nine to five esque though? Like. What do you mean? Like it's security. That's all like, it is. Technically, nah. But what I'm saying is, like, technically, uh, if like we do this together, right? Yeah. Is TA the job, and we like clock in to come record and do the shit? Like, yes. And that's what I keep trying to push to people. Is like, as an entrepreneur, like you are still an employee, and that's, <laughs> I, and that's what. COVID actually exposed, right? Is that when, you know, they had these different programs like the PPP, which is like payroll protection program and stuff like that, right? People like me couldn't get it because I'm not a W-2 employee of my company. Right. Right. Because they never tell you when you start, when you create a company, they say, oh, you're the owner. So you share in the, the proceeds and the losses of it. But if you're doing if you're doing the shit right, you are you are paying the taxes on what you're being or what you're making, right? right? Because the company's making a hundred grand a year, and you're only going to take thirty or mm. fifty. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then now the you know y- y- your money is separated, right? And the thing is like a lot of people, and especially like with COVID, like it really exposed a lot of the like the like the lack of knowledge that is being shared with us and us meaning black people, like people of color, people who are marginalized, like, like the, like it really exposed that, that there are different things that, you know, that always existed that was just never shared. Right. I didn't, I didn't learn that in, in grad school. I didn't learn that in undergrad. Like I learned that by watching that, yo, when some people were making, you know, some people were like getting to $1,200, uh, you know, and then some of the people were making the 1.7 million because or whatever that whole loophole. There were people who were making, getting hundreds of thousands of dollars to help keep their business afloat because the person who owned it was on the books as an employee. Damn, damn. Right? So like, and I always tell people like, you don't any project you have like you can't look at it as you like you're you're the business. It's not that like the idea is the business. 
and you're just a person who's literally clocking in to come record. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because it feels like like I might own a I might own a car wash, but you know what I'm saying. If somebody is like, "Hey, I need you to come wash my whole like a car coming like come wash my whole fleet," like I now work for somebody. I'm a contract worker. It's still like no, I, no. The thing is, that's I mean, well, yes, you're a contract worker, but like, that's still your client. But my thing is like. I mean, just just because you own the business, if something needed to be ha- to happen, you gonna let it. You you gonna let it. Nah, I don't do that because right. I'm the I'm the boss. Right? No, you gonna you gonna you gonna dive head first. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the way to look at it. You are an employee, and I feel like you always tell yourself that you're clocking in when you're going to work because that's what we've been trained to. Not even trained, but that's the. That's the way most of us grew up. Like you said that you wanted to be an inventor and you didn't know what that meant when you were younger. But as you got older, you adapted to it. And I feel like I've said this before on the podcast, but when we were younger, growing up, there weren't really that many career options. Like they always ask you what you want to be or they had like these coloring sheets and they're like, do you want to be a doctor? Do you want to be a teacher? Do you want to be a lawyer? What do you want to do? So when you grow up and you realize that there are all these other ways to make a living, it's kind of like, well, wow, I got options. So, in hindsight, you always thought to get a real job, right? To get a real job, I wanted to be Mike Larry. Okay, I just thought it was you cool. Be a, a detective? Or no, you I just want. I wanted to be like a narcotics cop because he got to shoot shit. He dropped a poise. You know what I'm saying? He was like cool as fuck. Like right. while Martin was like this stay home, he was like a dad. Dad, I was like, nah, bro, Mike Larry's the cool nigga at this group. But then as I got older and realized niggas be shooting at him. It's like, nah, that's no. The <laughs> thing is, I want to know when we're gonna have the conversation that Mike Lauer was probably a dirty cop because I don't know any cop that can own a Porsche or Aston Martin or any. He had a trust fund. That was Martin's whole thing. He's like, you play cop because you have a trust fund. No, <laughs> so that was his whole thing. That trust fund was funded by not being done yet doing that dirty shit. <laughs> I mean, he did go undercover and have a whole Mexican baby, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. So um, we touched on the nine to five. <laughs> Points were made. Yeah. We talked on the nine to five with the entrepreneurship conversation. Which is cool, bro. If you don't have the, because uh, we probably should have put that in there. Like, if you have a nine to five and you don't have any, uh, like, uh, what is it? Uh, need to want to, nah, like need to want to be an entrepreneur. Uh, entrepreneur yeah no aspirations it's cool bro it's so, perfectly well, fine so but i'll tell you one thing you better do that job to the best of your damn ability well, or, no, or no, you no. could just do it to the best. Yeah. No, so, <laughs> i guess my main thing is that yes i don't think if you don't have a knack to want to like take the risk and do something on your own full time i do think like even though that's not necessary i do think it's necessary to diversify where your 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 income is coming from your skill set right too. and yeah in your skill sets too right because the reason why you say you diversify where your income is coming from like i know people who like all right you know they might invest in real estate or they might do certain things and that's what they're good at and i might say hey look like let's talk and let me can i give you a couple of you know a couple of grand and you you know you basically promise this return mm. you know what i'm saying because now, like, especially as, you know, as black people, like, like right now, like, we're in a place where we realize that we depend on others way too much, right? And the thing is, like, and we are at a place where, you know, we probably should just start depending on our own, people who, who not necessarily on our own, like, in terms of, like, our family, our friends, but people who, 
who understand our plights. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because we understand that, you know, being in, you know, work, you know, living in a bigger city or living in East Winston, that we know what truly needs is needed to be over there rather than someone who's just trying to come in, gentrify it and do their thing. Facts. And I also would like to say, I know last week there was supposed to be another, there was another blackout for the 4th of July last week. And can I just say, bro, I understand the importance of the black power, the power of black dollar. But if you didn't like not go to work, you're just as much of the problem, bro. You made the white man money <laughs> versus keeping your money from him. What do you like, mean if you didn't go to work? Fam, I feel like I saved my dollars by not oh, going to Target. God. But I did go to work and help the white man make money. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So it's like if you didn't go to work, saving your dollars didn't really do nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you still made you still made another person. Yeah, you made this white man money because you, you, you went to work. work. You black people you don't know, own a company. Know, I mean, if most people like they should have had Friday off since um Fourth of July was on a saturday this year hey yeah niggas. that's one thing i would say is don't let your job just because it's corona tell you that you can't take off like <laughs> you're still working as hard as you would if not harder being at home so take your days off i, I i'm sorry if i had to say that to somebody who didn't think about that like just because you're working from home <laughs> but i don't wait message because <laughs> i'll take a <laughs> vacation day right at home even though i'm working from home so the second part of the um, entrepreneurship conversation is about what does it mean to be self-made? Because there was a lot of chatter about Kylie Jenner calling herself self-made or being the youngest bu- billionaire and getting that title. Is uh, that is that a thing? I mean, sure, but I feel like there's not many self-made uh, stories where somebody didn't have a quote-unquote cosign a push like nah like just even like a i there's no started from the bottom story at all of people that we can think of who you know what i'm saying even like like if you say jay-z he did have a plug when he was selling drugs like somebody was getting him the drugs so whatever he did with the money after that completely on him but there was somebody getting him something that he needed. It was a Kickstarter. Yeah, there's somewhere. and then I don't. There's not too many stories unless you can find somebody who did something a very long time ago and did it that way. But it ain't really like somebody in that family had money or somebody knew somebody or did something. So, so somebody network. I, I, I agree with you to an extent, right? Because it's like there was somebody who who took the chance, right? And like extended themselves right so like i get that so it's kind of like a like they had resources it could be cash it could be drugs it could be whatever <laughs> right you know what i mean like an insurance plan or a settlement like masterpiece right but i mean but i i feel like in my definition because it's like of course it's gonna be whatever your definition is yeah I, I feel like if you do if you did not have the resources and you were able to make it happen yes you are now i, I would consider you self-made okay but the the idea that was it Kylie, right? The idea that she had no resources behind her to make to make the billion that she or the billions that she's had, I feel like it's is basically false. You know what I mean? Like it's not the fact that it doesn't take away the fact that you have a billion now, right? But don't say you're self made because like you had because there were resources that you had 
that 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 were that at your disposal. And right. even if it's not just money, like you had a, a famous sister. Yeah, you had a structured <laughs> sisters. Well, household. Your household enabled you to be able to do that. Like you were, you had the resources there, even though it was the money you had. Right, right, right. You had the moral support from your sisters. You had uh, mentors, I'm sure, guiding you and telling you this is how you do it. This is what you should do, and just passing those secrets along. So, when I think about self-made, like you said, Meezy, you know, is somebody who didn't really have those resources available, and they made a way out of no way. Right. I won't say that I shame anybody who does have the resources because I feel like we tend to glorify people more if they're able to make something from scratch as opposed to having the help from their parents. There's nothing wrong from with getting the help from your parents, especially if it's available. Any help from anybody. But, but, don't, but don't make it seem like, like it compa- it's comparable. If yeah, that makes sense. it's two different things because, like, I feel like it's a difference when you had a small loan of a million dollars, right? <laughs> a small loan, right? You had something like anybody that. want to pass out that small loan? Cash App is yeah, Z Boulevard. Yeah. And, you know, nah, fuck not, that. Actually, I need that sure. straight. To, I need that. Uh, what is that it? Wire. Yeah, I need that wire. The ACH. Yeah, straight to my bank account. Because yeah, you know, you know, uh, Cash App was going to ask you to send. Uh, a copy, uh, uh, a photo of your ID. Nah, it's cool, bro. I'll wait the two days so it ain't no little Cash fee on one, it. Cash I'll wait the two days so it don't, I don't need instant. I'll See, wait the two days. But the, the thing day. is, I feel like with the whole self-made thing, I, I feel like it's different when like your business or something like that has made it to a certain level, right? But when you start saying self-made, you're taking away the shine of what your business did and you're saying now you as a person are the reason why this even happened. True, true, true. You know what I'm saying? So like, there are people who are self like like to me, like I feel like you know, like you just had like you know like you would say like different artists like if you were saying hey like I I spent my own money you know like you know say like a, a Wiz right or something like, or Mac Miller like back in the day like it's like hey I made my own money did what I, I recycled my own stuff took my own risk to get to this point to keep flipping it so I can get to this point you know right. what I'm saying. And like that is self-made, where you're just like um, you're completely using your own stuff. And I guess in that note, is like you might say, "Hey, Kylie did use her own money," but again, there's a sense of like resources that doesn't have to be cash that you had access to that others would not. I really right. think that's where the issue be lying at, though. I think a lot of times uh, we'd be afraid to uh, give that leg up, like if. Like, I feel like a lot of times is I won't help Rez because I don't want Rez to do better than me. And I feel like that's a mind state for a lot of people. I don't think it's that. I think it's more of like, I don't want, I won't help Rez because there's nothing in it for me. That too. Oh, that too. But even though, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like it's a lot of times where you see shit like, you know, like somebody could have done something to help somebody because I feel like... Cause I've been thinking about this lately. Cause you know, with the Benny the Butcher thing, it's like, bro, all it ever takes is one person who has a bunch of subscribers, like to them, right. to shed the light on somebody else. What happened with Benny the Butcher? So you know, uh, Banks submitted a song to one of Benny the Butcher's uh, pyramid. Banks uh, is one of um, Mizzy's. Uh, yeah, uh, I am an entrepreneur. I don't know. I don't know what that shit mean. If but this is uh, the time to say it. Nah, bro. <laughs> Uh, I just helped one of my friends do music, and he submitted a song to one of uh, Benny the Butcher's pyramid schemes. <laughs> and uh, 
<laughs> it's basically a scheme, but it's I don't I don't hold that against Benny. Because if I was Benny, I would do the same thing. I mean, if you think about it, people do it all the time. It's when they much. tell you to pay to play, like you have, yeah. you see it every day on your Instagram. I see some influencers saying, "I got ad space. Send me fifty dollars, and I'll put you on my platform." Fam, I am not spending. I don't care what your discount is to be an influencer for your company. I am not buying shit at fifty percent off just to market your shit. I'm okay. I, I was doing fine before you sent that weird-ass email. So, basically... But Benny the Butcher heard the music, actually. Like, so, Banks took the brought time to hear it. it. Right. And well, he, I mean, we we knew that. We found out that he listened to it. By... The fact. Yeah, by... He gave, you know, gave Banks a shout-out. So, it's like, bro, all it took is somebody's platform. And then, like, Banks' like, Instagram numbers started going through the roof. Like, daily watches and shit like that. And so, I'm, like, sitting here thinking, like, bro... If uh, that's all it take is like for one person, everybody subscribes to, to be like, oh, I co-sign this. This Whoa. is hard. I like this, and then tell somebody, shit. Well, the, you- thing, the thing is, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's all it takes. I think it's like the preparation, right? So, you know, at least from like a content standpoint, right? So, like if you basically, we can say we want TA, right? We went to. Mouse Jones podcast in New York, uh, episode like 18 or something like that, right? Around that time. Basically, the fact that we did it and that there were stuff for other people to go to, you know what I'm saying? Like right. something that happened after the fact, like that's like the bigger thing. It's like, hey, if I give you this, what are you going to do with it, right? Is there more things for people to like other albums or other songs that people can listen to because they like this one that that is basically catch the fire right now? Facts. Right, so I think it's just just people who a lot of people who who catch that bu- that that lick and you know basically catch the attention and then they have nothing to show for it afterwards because they they didn't have anything else ready. You know what I mean? Well, but I think that's because a lot of times that shit is unexpected. Cause you know, you know, another name job I can do. Uh, I was on my way to bed one day and just was on a timeline and <laughs> and I saw Maul from. The Joe Budden podcast tweeting, and I just sent him one of the videos that we had. Like that was just like a oh he I I even makes me mad in hindsight because all it said was what do you think about this and I just sent it to him and he replied and I have never like my phone did not stop for like three days behind that but then I was think sitting there thinking like bro we've got all of this in order everything is there. But what do I do with it now? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do I do with this moment? And so I think a lot of times people capitalize off their moments. And that's why I think they say, hey, I was self-made because I had already had this prep. I had everything in order. And when you look at it, it looks like it was me, even though my aunt might have had a million dollars to just give me to spend. I think it's safe to say that social media is a resource, too. Oh, yeah. It, it helps a lot of people. And I think it's a lot more spotlight on getting that type of help, especially when something goes viral because it's a lot of eyes on that. They see you go viral and then they see the stuff that comes after it. So it's a spotlight on that that makes it look like it's easy. But there is work that goes behind it. Like you, like Eric said, you have to be ready to catch whatever overflow you get to your page at that moment. So it's just all about 
knowing what your resources is, being willing to put in the work and using them. So I, my whole thing is self-made is subjective, but there should be no shame in using your resources to get where you want. I think the problem comes when you talk about what the definition of self-made is because she can feel like she is self-made because in her head, she did all of that stuff. If she went and went to her parents and said, yo, can I do this? Can I do this? Can I do this? It wouldn't happen. So in her mind, that can be self-made. But I think specifically in our community, we have to be willing to help each other, be willing to go and ask like, how did you get here? And also be willing to learn. A lot of us have this pride behind us where we feel like, oh, if I didn't struggle to get it, I shouldn't have it. And that's that's not necessarily it. It's not about the struggle. It's just about working towards it. So that's my thoughts on that. Some fire shit out here, though, bro. It is. But um, let's go on here and take a break and come back with our final thoughts. So... Is there anything else out on the table about the entrepreneurship conversation that you guys want to touch on before we get out of here? Uh, I know a lot of niggas be using buzzwords to make you feel like you ain't shit, but you don't really gotta, you don't have to, like, you don't have to do that. Like, I know the biggest thing, thanks to Hove, is generational wealth. Like, bro, I understand that is what we're all trying to do and all, all of this, but like, if it don't happen, you're not a failure, bro. Because, you know, like me and my dad were having a conversation one time and it was like, the reason there's not a lot of black owned businesses as much as it used to be is because uh, the kids didn't want to do it. Like, bro, if I owned a grocery store and now you've sent me to college and I come back, I don't want to run this grocery store. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I know I spent my entire childhood living here and working at this grocery store, but... I went to college and I expand my view on life. I don't want to run this grocery store. Right. I yeah. I mean, I've, but, I mean, I've but, other goals for myself. Yeah, but I, I just feel like, but if you look at this, the 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 numbers, right? Yes, I I think that's a part of it. But then there's other stuff, right? There's other stuff like, like not being able to scale, right? Not being able to have access to, to like certain you know certain accounts that will make it a little bit cheaper. So that it's a little bit more affordable for the, the the people that you're you're looking for, right? You got the WalMarts and stuff like that that might pop up, and it's like, yo, we can get you stuff at rock bottom prices, but you would rather drive ten miles to get that cheaper rather than walking across the street for the place that you know that is selling it that might be a little bit more. Expensive. It's a lot of factors that go into this, and I I you know, like don't get me wrong, I don't blame them. Like I don't, I do not blame them. I'm right. all for. You know, protecting yourself, protecting your peace, and doing what makes you happy. So, like, that fucking, what's the movie on fucking Netflix? The Uncork shit, where the guy yeah. is, he wants to be the wine guy, and right, right, right. his yeah. family is, like, pushing him to run that barbecue thing. It's yeah. like, bro, like, I was doing this for me, but in the end, uh, spoiler alert, it, like, helped his family because he had... He also knew what it took to like add value to what to their business. Right. Yeah. So it's like, bro, you just gotta figure out what it is that you want to do. Yeah. Uh, Lawrence I mean, I mean, sat on I mean, the couch. I mean, that I feel like I felt like that kind of looked into a whole another dynamic when it comes to that, right? But the funny thing is, is like that's even the the privilege of that happening. Like that's how far behind we are, right? Yeah. All right. And the thing is, it's unfortunate that 
we all don't have that chance, right? X. Because not everyone, I'm not saying that everyone wants to be an entrepreneur or needs to be an entrepreneur, right? Or, you know, but we just, like, if we just look at the, the cards, how we've been dealt, we just don't have the opportunities in order to be able to create something I can pass down. Thanks. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like, you know, because, like, there's just, there's just so many obstacles or so many things that come into play, like you said earlier, that really just helps us understand, like, where we're really at. Yeah, and, and it's cool, bro. You're all right. And I agree. Like, you, you don't need to heart on yourself where you're not creating generational wealth. But you, if, as long as you are, you know, taking making a noble effort to help, like, I feel like you should be okay with that. All right. Uh, yeah, I definitely think generational wealth is always a goal. We, we want to get there and some generation of our life it may not be this one but as long as you're taking the steps to get there that's all that matters like oh no i might i might have to uh queen latifah this what queen latifah got the bag in that movie she's like fuck this i'm about to blow it before i die let's get it no but just like us taking the steps doing the things that we're doing now we are working towards ourselves we're making ourselves better that way when we are parents we can raise people who hopefully have the potential to create generational wealth down the line. It may not happen this generation, maybe next generation, but my thing is just to keep working towards something. Right. But because we're at a disadvantage. But if for the, the bag time does being, come fuck them kids. I, that part. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of kids, um Whoa. Baby Maker. Whoa. Whoa. You are now <laughs> tuned in. Transition that finally. I was lost. <laughs> uh you are now tuned in to W M E Z uh this week we have Autumn Rainwater, and this is called Nothing in a Something. Here, on WM Easy. Textually active. song is called nothing into something that has been added to your baby maker playlist if you want to hear this and more songs like it be sure to go to your favorite streaming site title apple music and spotify type in textually active podcast and you too might could get something you can give generational wealth to <laughs> here at wmez textually active All right, so pull your memes out. I am going to go first. My meme is, I hate when people walk in my house and don't speak to my plants. Say hi to Spidey, the spider plant. No. <laughs> I, don't, I live there and I don't do that. I'm like, 
I like I like I like fuck them plants. No, Kid, say hi to them. Plants, animals, and kids. Fuck them. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what is that your meme? No, but that's oh. good. That's fine. <laughs> that would have been fine. <laughs> that came from the heart. You want me? You want me to go? You want to go? Yeah, I can go. Oh, all right, and we're here. I wanted. I want to welcome you guys to this episode of Tech Reactor, and we're here at Sunday Night Football, and you know we're just gonna really recap everything that's happening at halftime, and basically we're at this game, and essentially it is Earth Zero. 2020, 42. Back to you guys, Bob. Yo, word. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Uh, my uh meme for the week says, "COVID spelled backwards is the fuck." As where the fuck is my liquor refill? <laughs> Which you can add so fill in the black in the back. The fuck is my stimmy? The second stimmy. The fuck is my stimmy is mad funny. The fuck is uh we getting off this shit so we can go back outside, bro. Nah, it looks like it's so, been the grand opening and the grand closing. Facts, because bro. they shut this bitch right back down. Bro, it's so mad. You know we really about to miss this summer, bro? Who? We about to Speak miss for this. yourself. I'm bro. out here. <laughs> Nigga go to Vegas one time, now she out here. <laughs> Nigga, uh, I ain't trying to miss this summer, bro. I don't know what it's going to be like the first time I have a mimosa. No, for real. No or a brunch with no mask on or being around all your friends the fuck again. Like, what the hell? Um, these sneaky links, they're not cutting it. But um, anyhow, as always. You ain't guys. doing it right. <laughs> what else was to go to Atlanta and hit the club up? See? Anyway, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Sexually Active. We drop new episodes every Tuesday at 6 a.m., so make sure you come back next Tuesday. In the meantime, in between time, follow us on our social media pages. We're on Instagram at Textually Active Pod. We're on Twitter at Textually Act Pod, and we're on Facebook at Textually Active Pod. You can also find our beautiful faces on YouTube, so make sure you guys check that out. Like, subscribe, comment, share with your, your friends and all of the people, and we'll see you guys next week. I know it was kind of spit through it, but hey, be your best you, bro, at yeah. your nine to five or in your entrepreneurial endeavors. And that's that on that. Actually, I'm I'm probably I want to try to go on uh, TA's um, Instagram this week. I want to talk to the people. If you want, if you want to talk about some some generational wealth thing, you want to talk about some entrepreneurship stuff or how to steps you could take to get out of there. You know, holla at me and stop stealing niggas' ideas, bro. Yo, for real. Wait, what? Stealing niggas' ideas Who, on me? Pinterest. Everybody, like, nigga, you're not an entrepreneur just because you put, uh, what would God do on the mask? Yep. <laughs> Got Oh, you're one of those. <laughs> okay. Copy. Got it. See you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Textually Active Podcast. This podcast is a full-service production from the Open Media Lab. Be sure to check in every Textual Tuesday along with following them on all social media at Textually Active Pod. Textually Active is a part of the Open Media Network.